Welcome back to wherever you may be, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. As always, I'm joined once again by Krish. And Krish, I usually ask you how you are. I hope you are well. But of course, the big news is that the Champions League draw was done on Friday. Um, with all the teams that were in it, the possibility of facing English clubs, were you happy with Chelsea drawing Real Madrid? Um yeah, I think it's sort of middle ground, isn't it? It, it, it will be a good game. Obviously, it's, it's great for the fans after last year, what we missed out on. I think you were saying literally last week, like, this is exactly what you wanted, isn't it? Just yeah. purely for <laughs> selfish reasons. Um, I didn't fancy a weekend in Manchester or three days in Manchester. Didn't fancy three days in Liverpool. Three <laughs> days in the sun in Madrid. Ticket or not, I'm going. <laughs> That's where I got the draw of my dreams. That is exactly I wanted them or Benfica or Villarreal, just somewhere I could have a nice little uh, away. Yeah, nice. yeah, so yeah. I'm very happy that, that Chelsea have joined Real Madrid. And having watched the Classico um, on the weekend, um, I think I'm even more happy about drawing Real Madrid as well, although, you know, missing a few key players. Yeah, that was a bit of a shambles, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a strange middle ground. I think, like, ideally, uh, even from a footballing perspective, probably wanted Benfica or a Villarreal. But... Um, Based on, on current form and obviously what happened last season, you, you wouldn't say no to Real Madrid. And I think we'll be as as good a match for them as we were last season. Um, obviously, yeah, the, the fan element could be could be pretty massive. Hopefully, um, by then it's sorted so we have fans on the ground in Madrid. Um, because that, that, that never got switched around, did it? That is the, the first No, to thing, Chelsea right? or at Stamford Bridge, which is in literally a couple of time. weeks' time, literally yeah. after the Brentford game, um, which is next weekend. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's, on that, it's on that Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday we must be. If we're Tuesday yeah. for, the, for the away games, Wednesday at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, which yeah. is... Um, not too... Are you too fussed? Well, I suppose, actually... See, playing behind closed doors last time, then playing the second leg at the Bernabeu, you saw the electric atmosphere against PSG, although I'm not sure Chelsea will have, have that in them to bottle that game like PSG did. Um, <laughs> but that could be, you know, a factor that does swing into Real Madrid's favour, although I do look at our team and think Chelsea have the better team. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree. But yeah, there's no, I don't think we can deny it as, as excellent as we were last season against Real Madrid, that the fact that we played them in, that kind of weird second stadium that they have behind closed doors, uh, no fans, sort of made probably made some difference for them. Although, yeah, they they they're not the side they were that they are this season. I think it will be tougher. But again, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think I back us I back us to win across the whole tie. It'll be tougher, but yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. I think it will be tougher than it was last season. But actually, when I watch those games back, I mean, taking sort of the fans away from it. Chelsea had so many chances. I remember watching, especially that second leg at Stamford Bridge, thinking, you know, this is too tight for my liking. Given the amount of clear-cut chances Chelsea had in, in that game, mm. I know obviously we eventually, Mount eventually made it 2-0 and, and that was tie over, but we can't afford to again be missing big chances like that at the Bernabeu this time. Yeah, it, it was Werner, wasn't it? Um, in the first leg, I think I remember that. Literally, it was yeah. a, massive, a few massive chances. But um, I think we kind of come into the tie with, with attacking players in good form. Hopefully that is sort of maintained over the next couple of weeks and we don't lose players during an international break. But um, I think we're like in as good a place as we could be in, really, to, to be playing such a, a massive tie. Um, 
and yeah, it's just another big one, big one for all concerned. But um, yeah, no, no big worries about it. I think the pressure is not really on us to win the Champions League, so it's like a nice thing to just go at again, like it was last season. I think that last mm. season it sort of rescued what could have been a, a more poor season, um, the way things were going midway through, and and this season it will be already reaching the quarterfinals, reaching the semifinals. That's that's a a decent um run whatever happens really considering we're we're in an FA Cup semi-final as well which I'll, I'm sure we'll go on to but um yeah um yeah looking forward to it and and hopefully as you say fans can be there fans can get out to Madrid and, and experience such an amazing stadium honestly I ever since so I went to watch Atletico Madrid against Chelsea in Atletico Madrid's first game at the Wanda um and the next day I went on a tour of the Bernabeu um and it was, I was like, oh, I have to come here and watch Chelsea one day. Um, and I'm so happy that it's so, so soon. I think that was Conte's second season. So what, four years ago now was that when I was there. Um, I'm hoping for obviously a repeat of that game. That yeah, would be yeah. lovely. Crazy um, that we didn't have them for so many years and then two seasons back to back. Twice in a row. Yeah. Um, but I'm very grateful for that. Um, and I'm mm. very much looking forward to, especially that away time, getting out to Madrid for three days, hopefully in the sun. Although last time I did get carried home by my friends because I was sat in a rooftop bar drinking cocktails from about four o'clock. <laughs> so I'm hoping that part of the trip doesn't happen again. Um, but we win. Also, yeah. yeah, it does. Well, actually, no, because the, the day before is we're going Monday to Wednesday. So the game's on Tuesday. So it'll be a night out on the Monday, game on the Tuesday, and then, well, it depends what happens after. <laughs> um, but also, Chris, the draw was done for the semi-finals of the Champions League. Um, as well, so obviously that this happens every year. You you work out your route to the final. I think Chelsea were not lucky, but were on the better side of the draw last year. Is it safe to say we're maybe on the worse side of the the worse? Is that a word? Um, <laughs> the, the worse side of the draw this year, having to play Manchester City, or maybe it's going to be a Simeone masterclass. Who knows? Yeah, um, I would have preferred to stay away from from City. For sure, but I mean, at this stage, I think I've probably said it last year. I think you do have to kind of expect to come and get up against clubs of of that caliber at that stage. Um, I think, in a sense, we were kind of lucky to face that version of Real Madrid last season when we did mm. in in a semi final. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you get to that stage, you sort of expect yeah, a Bayern Munich or a, a City or a Liverpool, and, and those are the teams that are there. Um, so yeah, it will be tough regardless. Uh, but that is what you kind of—that's the bridge you have to cross to 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 win a Champions League. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'd always, I think you know, I'd always back Chelsea in a one-off game. Um, and if we get to the final again, I would always back Chelsea, whoever we came up against, like I did against City last season. Um, but I just. I think Chelsea can beat anyone. We've proven we can beat Manchester City. You know, we beat them three times last season. Of course, one of them in the final. Them over two legs, I think, is a slightly different prospect to them in a one-off game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, we've struggled more recently again. I think Guardiola sort of worked out how to play against Tuchel's system. Mm. Um, I think I wouldn't expect us to get blown away, but it would be cagey and, and I, it, there are difficult side to sort of keep out but at the same time they have their off days Guardiola has his off days and has done in the past as you say especially against Chelsea so there's definitely reason to be optimistic it is to me it's this season it seems the pathways it feels a bit more difficult I think 
the fact that, yeah, as I said, Bayern, uh, City and Liverpool are all there and we won't face any of them until the semi-final or final. Yeah, it, they're, they're difficult sides to beat and sides that we haven't come up against in Europe for quite a long time. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as I say, you always have to beat those teams. So that's it. So... Get the job exactly. Done. It just so happens we'll probably have to beat Manchester City again, but never mind. <laughs> Hopefully, we can do it. Um, there's also plenty of reason to be optimistic, Krish, because Chelsea are into an FA Cup semi-final. Um, let's talk about the Middlesbrough game because I don't think there has ever been a football match. I, I find, as you know, as a Chelsea fan, not a lot of people want Chelsea to win ever. But I feel like yesterday, uh, on Saturday, sorry, it felt like the whole of England wanted Middlesbrough to win, given the <laughs> events of the few days leading up to the game. So that was quite satisfying, wasn't it? That that 2-0 victory almost game over pretty much. Yeah, it was a good first half, wasn't it? I think, yeah, we, we had a mare off the pitch last week. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm glad that Thomas Tuchel wasn't behind it. And when he came out and said that that, that statement should never have been made. That decision should never have been made. I think he was he was one hundred percent correct, and yeah. it was good that he took a kind of public stance against the club in a way. I thought that showed more backbone and his his uh, profile and the way he's dealt with all of the stuff that's been going on only increases, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, um, I think the fact that he said that actually helped things a bit. I think that hate mm. towards us sort of dissipated a bit before kickoff as well. Maybe kind of settled their fans down a bit um made it less of a kind of spicy atmosphere to deal with but um even so like only having a, a few hundred fans in there and obviously pretty raucous atmosphere from a, a borough perspective I thought yeah first half was really professional considering like the teams that have struggled on that ground um in the FA Cup and, and mm. yeah like especially Spurs um yeah. it was yeah, it, they made it look pretty easy, to be honest. Um, the second half was just about seeing out, I guess. But um, scoring two quality goals in the first half, we you, that was job done against lower league opposition, for sure. Yeah, I really enjoyed the first goal. Um, I thought Hakim Ziyech is, was brilliant. Um, obviously, that left foot is a wand at times, isn't it? Um, but the first goal started from Thiago Silva as Pilaqueta got us out of trouble and then a lovely ball from Hakim Ziyech, a lovely ball from Mason Mount put on a plate for Romelu Lukaku. It was like a perfect counter-attack from back to, back to front, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, like seeing that many players involved, just how cool um, Thiago and, and as Pilaqueta were at the back. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just a very satisfying team goal. I think um tweeted the other day, we're just in this like rhythm of scoring really nice goals at the moment, even if we're not playing necessarily that well I thought we did play well on on Saturday though but um yeah just against Lille for example um the Pulisic goal Jorginho's mm. pass for him was like really like top top class um yeah uh, and it was yeah as I said we're just in this nice nice run of form and everything is is very satisfying at the moment but yeah um team goals like that that shows that um kind of the manager's tactics are working they're playing in the right way um and all of that's been well drilled and worked out on the training pitch um and yeah mason mount was was fantastic i thought yeah you had a brilliant game um we were, of course the draw has been done for the fa cup semi-finals i think it's safe to say we've lucked out with this side of the draw given the team the two teams we could have got manchester city will play liverpool 
Chelsea against Crystal Palace, which on paper, you know, is the easier tie, is the easier team to face. But actually, this Crystal Palace under Patrick Vieira, as we saw at Selhurst Park just a few weeks ago, will give Chelsea a really, really tough game at Wembley, won't they? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this this is a vastly improved Palace team. I think he's built a really, very quickly as well, built a young, really talented side um, with very creative players at the heart of it but then yeah. kind of work ethic and tenacity as well to go with the flair so like obviously Conor Gallagher sort of um embodies that and unfortunately he won't be able to play it's a bit of a shame I think um but yeah I mean they, they've got threats all over the pitch and um I think they will they will cause us problems and I think it, again it will just be a matter of being professional about it um like we were against borough but yeah we saw in the league game the other week that that palace are not an easy side to play against and that they will bring a lot of fans to that game and they've got great support obviously so yeah it will be it will not be uh, an easy one by any by any stretch of the imagination but yeah we were on the right side of the draw for sure good to yeah. stay away from from city and liverpool but um the draw is a draw you know you keep, uh, <laughs> we just you give what you're given um yeah. so yeah we're just we're just have to take that it'll be a great atmosphere great game hopefully yeah uh, you mentioned Conor Gallagher there um I was actually talking to Andy Townsend today about that rule of Conor Gallagher not being able to play in the FA Cup semi-final he mm. says that rule needs to be changed all I look back on is Thibaut Courtois performance against Chelsea in the Champions League that knocked us out because he was so <laughs> good and I'm agreeing not with him with just the rule that lone players shouldn't be allowed to play against their parent clubs. I can't take another masterclass from player knock and <laughs> so, As much as I love Conor Gallagher, and I would love him, he deserves to be playing in the big games. Um, I'm secretly happy he's not going to be playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is the kind of player who could pop up and ping an absolute screamer into the top bins or something. Isn't he? So, yeah, that that is true. But um, How will he be feeling, do you think? It must be pretty pretty gutting as well. I guess that's one of the, the issues with the loan system that we have. Um, and obviously we are a club with a lot of players out on loan. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, especially when you're doing well, you've you've played a big role in your club getting to that point. Um, and then to, I mean, miss out on the biggest opportunity. And when it weakens your side so much as well, it does feel not unfair, but it's just, it's just a difficult situation, isn't it? Um, and I'm sure he would have wanted to play, even though it is against Chelsea. Like he, he would have been desperate to. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it is a shame, but hopefully he gets those opportunities when he's back wearing blue, uh, probably next season. <laughs> exactly. I think there's going to be quite a few players we might see in Chelsea blue next season that we've yeah. seen in the Premier League and potentially even in the Championship um, this season. Um, we're obviously coming into an international break, Krish. Um, it's an interesting time to be a Chelsea fan, I think, because I think this is probably going to be the busiest international break that we have ever seen. Um, usually they're really quiet and you're just watching international games to Chelsea, obviously, for a whole host of different reasons. Um, I just firstly, do you think this international break, the way I look at it, or the way I was thinking is... This international break for Chelsea as a club has has come at a really great time. Off the pitch, it's come at the perfect time. But on the pitch, it just feels like we weren't letting anything get to us in the slightest. Just being, you know, win after win after win after win, being so dominant and so brilliant in in all of the games that we were playing. It almost feels like it's come at a little bit of a bad time for us on the pitch, given the way we're performing. But I think in hindsight, do you think in general it's come at a good time for the club? Yeah, I mean... 
again, yeah, credit to Thomas Tuchel for not letting this stuff become a distraction. As you say, I think we've somehow come into some of our like best form of the season, mm-hmm. despite everything else. Um, having said that, I, I think it, I kind of trust that that can continue afterwards. The only thing that you'd hope is that whatever the outcome of the takeover is, that that doesn't become a distraction. If, if it's something the Chelsea fans disagree with, obviously we've seen... Um, I've seen a lot of people speaking out against the Ricketts family who don't want the Ricketts family. So if, if that becomes an issue with the fans and um, that trickles down to the players and that, that may become an issue um, uh, because they've, they've said some controversial things in the past and, and I'm sure we have a lot of players in the squad who won't agree with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, off the pitch, I think, as you say, it gives us the time to get things sorted out. Um, hopefully the outcome is positive. I think, as we've sort of said before, it's not kind of looking as, as bad or as doomsday as, as some people were making out that it might be. Um, so I think, actually, it sounds like the... Uh, I think I've literally just read that this could be... They could sell for the most that a sports franchise has ever sold for or something in, in history, and that includes in the States. So... That is not um, a negative outcome by any stretch of the imagination, considering the position the club was in and the position that Roman Abramovich was in. Um, So, yeah, I mean, on the pitch, I think Tuchel will probably be glad to see some of his players have a rest. Obviously, he managed to get um, Rhys James withdrawn from the England squad, which will help his recovery. And then just go at it fresh again when we're back. We don't have a particularly difficult run-in. We start back against Brentford at home. That should be a winnable match. Um, so, yeah, hopefully around it's, it's time quite well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with this ownership, I'm not, I'm honestly not too, I don't have a lot of knowledge on on the different bids and who, I haven't really even looked into who I'd prefer. Do you have an idea in your head who you'd prefer to take over the club or not really? Yeah. <laughs> um... It's difficult. Like a lot of the stuff I read, they're they're like, um, how to be diplomatic about this? So there's, there's people you don't like necessarily agree with politically from mm. like a personal standpoint. Um, I think we said this um, kind of when the the sale first became the first became apparent that Abramovich was going to ha- have to sell. And I think like the most important thing is that this person, regardless of their their politics or whatever or yeah well i think we all need to now consider like how how these people have made their money but mm-hmm. politically speaking as long as these pers- these people have the kind of love for the club that roman abramovich did and can provide the stability those are the two things that i think chelsea fans are most grateful to him for mm-hmm. obviously the financial backing but in terms of the stability that provided his yeah. his kind of you know other top clubs man united, man united fans really hate their ownership Liverpool mm-hmm. fans are never satisfied with their ownership Arsenal mm-hmm. fans have never been completely yeah uh, behind Kronka um so I think just trying to avoid all those sorts of scenarios where mm-hmm. I don't know money is being misspent or we're not being back financially um the owner clearly doesn't actually care it's seen as a kind of a cash cow rather than yeah. than a prized asset like it was for Abramovich I think that is why his his tenure was so stable for the fans and everyone involved with the club is that he was 
yeah, giving us the money, clearly loved the club, would, would be there for the big moments and was clearly close with everyone involved in the club at the mm-hmm. same time. So whether you can find that, <laughs> it's difficult to say, but maybe a Chelsea fan, there's been some Chelsea fans linked, mm-hmm. um, maybe that would be a good outcome, but yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. Who knows? I think I'm just sat here saying all I want is is exactly the things that you just said. I just, I hope it's someone, you know, that, you know, has, yeah, like Roman did, had the club's best interests at heart and, and loves the club and that would be great. Um, but yeah, I think it's safe to say it's going to be a very interesting few weeks um, at Chelsea for the Chelsea fans, for everyone involved at the club. Um and yeah, a slightly more busy one, but also one that's, I think, positive and, and something we can look forward to as well. And that's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you very much, Krish, as well. If you could drop us a review, it'd be very much appreciated. Subscribe if you haven't already. And if you've enjoyed what you heard, just a little bit of news as well. You will now be able to watch us on YouTube going forward if you'd like to do that as well. Um, and we will see you all next time here on wherever you may be.